You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. We are in the middle of the great MSP reset. That's what I'm calling it. I don't think it's an official term, but I'm just going to call that. And that's based off of a recent trip to Florida where we had the MSP Alliance Inspire meeting. And I came away with three major takeaways, uh, three observations of the MSPs that were there that when you tie it into other MSPs that are also doing similar things. And we know this to be true because we're having actual conversations, right? This is not based off of the survey, actual conversations that I personally and others in, in the MSP Alliance have overheard and and have know that MSPs are doing these things. When you put it all together, it adds up to what I can only describe as an MSP reset, unlike anything that we've seen in third 30 years, three decades of managed services history. And I'm going to go through all of them right now. All right. Um, first, there are a lot of MSPs right now that are going through equity changes. I am not talking about mergers and acquisitions. I'm not talking about selling to a another MSP platform that's doing acquisitions, although that is happening and may be tangentially related to what I'm talking about here. This is different. What this is are non-acquisition, non-M&A, non-PE, non-venture capital based swap outs, right? So think of uh, MSP business has maybe two or three business owners, equity owners. Um, one or two of those are being bought out, leaving one dominant equity owner and officer in the company to, to take over and continue uh, operations. This is not a sell, remember. This is just changing MSP business owner stakeholders and swapping them out. Sometimes it's a consolidation. A lot of time it's a consolidation, right? So they had multiple parties and they're kind of collapsing it down into, into fewer, at least fewer majority shareholders. You can only have really one majority shareholder, but um, there are some scenarios where they are collapsing a group of large um, stakeholders in the company and there's one dominant uh, stakeholder now uh, who has most of the equity, but they're taking um, that kind of rolled up equity and dispersing it to younger um, you know, employees in the company, giving them an opportunity to have ownership in the MSP business. And I, I, I presume, I, I'm almost positive that this is why they're doing it, to, to give them a, a stake in and a future in the MSP to see it go beyond the, the current legacy um, uh, equity owners. Um, it's making room for new blood. It's revitalizing a lot of these companies. The The impact that these equity changes are having is phenomenal to witness. I mean, I'm talking people that I've known for decades who they they behave differently. They are enthusiastic about the future. Not that they weren't before, but they're more enthusiastic than they were before because they now realize, hey, I I've got more responsibility. I, I'm now free to do things that I might not have been able to do with a with a you know another partner that I had to run things through. And I'm not saying that those are bad things. Having partners is not a bad thing. 
I'm just reflecting what I witnessed at Inspire last week, and it is undeniable. And these are companies from all over North America, U.S. and Canada, and of companies of different sizes. They're, they're relatively mature companies, yes, but they're all going through this type of restructuring or have gone through it in, in the last, let's say, 12, 24 months. Um, so we're going to watch that. We're going to watch that and see if it continues. I think it probably will. Um, but again, it's not something you're going to see in the you know MSP that's been around for five years or less. It's, it's just not ready for that. They haven't ripened or matured yet. But for the legacy MSPs that have been out there uh, 10, 15, 20 years or more, watch out for this. This is, this is a really exciting thing that's happening. All right, number two. The MSPs, the same group of MSPs, are ripping out certain tools that they feel are no longer advancing. What does that mean? It means that if, I'll give you one example. There's one MSP who has a 20-year relationship with a PSA vendor, a PSA tool. They're taking that vendor out and they're replacing it with a new PSA tool. It's happening in other types of tool sectors, right? Not just PSA, but that's just one example. Um, and it's a good example because it's not necessarily easy to to do these types of lateral, you know, move from a PSA platform to another one. But such is the need that an MSP says, I'm going to take 20 years of data and flip it, migrate it to another platform because that new platform is giving us something that we can't get from our current vendor. And that can't be taken lightly, right? A 20-year relationship. I'm presuming there's a lot of goodwill there built up over 20 years. But that's the nature of how these MSPs feel the, some of these vendors are treating them. And you know, I, I think that there's a big takeaway here, which is if, if you're a tool vendor, if you sell, if you make tools that you sell to, to MSPs, if you're not innovating, you're going to get replaced or you risk getting replaced. And don't think that 20 years or any amount of time is enough to prevent this type of thing from happening to you and, and to your relationship with your MSP partners. Um, and and the, the feedback that I'm getting from these MSPs, because I'm asking them, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why, why, you know, can't you stick it through? Can't you make it work? And they're just saying, no, it's, it's not worth it. Even the expense and the headache of doing a tool migration like that, they're willing to do because they think that it's going to be far better for them and their customers than not doing anything at all. Um, I, that's undeniable, folks. I, I don't know what to say. You're going to hear more from us about um, the present uh, sentiment, the feeling of MSPs and the tool vendor community, the MSP vendors. And you're, you're going to be hearing a lot of stuff that may be shocking to you over the next couple of weeks and months. Um, but we're, we're, we're gathering a lot of information from MSPs. It's, it's stuff that if you were paying attention was always there simmering under the surface, but now we're seeing action being taken. You can't ignore it. It's, it's, uh, it's happening right in front of our eyes. Number three, this is the big one. This is the clincher for me last week when Again, I was listening to people talking about, hey, we, we swapped out, you know, um, some equity. We, we, you know, one of our partners is retiring, so we're buying him out and, you know, blah, blah. Yeah, we, we swapped out these tools. They all said, 
we're ripping out our policies, our procedures, our not the controls necessarily. They're they're always looking at improving controls, but they're they're ripping up policies, procedures, and process. And they're going back to the drawing board in some cases and redoing from the ground up their service delivery systems. And I asked the question, are you doing this because you, you changed a ticketing system or you changed an RMM vendor or you changed a backup vendor? And they all said, no, it has nothing to do with that. A couple of them said, we're doing this process overhaul because... Where they're using the, the the excuse, they're using the excuse of "Hey, we're swapping out these tools to go and and redo their policies and procedures and process," and that makes sense. But none of them said that they were doing that because of the tool change. They're doing it because they have the opportunity to take a fresh look at their service delivery and to really do some deep work and say, "Is this the best way we can deliver services in 2024 and beyond?" and this is not like MSPs have been doing this off and on for since MSPs have have existed, but never like this, and never in this concentrated grouping of very mature MSPs, like fit 10, 15, 20 year old MSPs, most of the cases at this group, and they're all sitting around saying, "We're gonna re, we're gonna rebuild this engine, and it's gonna be better. Yeah, we're gonna have some new tools, but we're gonna be having." a new way, a new process for doing things as an MSP organization that we've never thought about before. And it is exciting. It is exciting to see them have this rejuvenation, this this almost renewal of, of enthusiasm uh, for being an MSP and servicing their customers and doing it in a way with new relationships, new leadership, new tools in some cases, and with a completely new process and way of going about it that I've just never seen before. Um, do I think this is going to continue? Yeah, I, I think this is probably at the early to maybe middle stage. So I think we still have a lot of, of this behavior left to see. Um, like I said before, you're not going to see this in the lesser mature or the, or the younger MSPs. Um, but, but the older the MSP organization is, the more likely... Keep a watch out for it. And if you're an MSP, I'd love to hear from you. Comment or send an email if, if this is resonating with you. But yeah, they're reevaluating tools, tool vendor relationships. They're making changes to their equity lineup, planning for the future, and they're overhauling their service delivery process, policies, procedures, getting them ready for a new future. It's really exciting. I was excited just to witness it. And hopefully you guys uh, can make use of that information as well. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.